0: like, and like, like there's are like, like, or, yeah, like, like yeah. and like, yeah, or like, uh, that's yeah. fucking like, yeah. Yeah. like, no, like, no, the government, I <laughs> think state state you'd know that you were being f***ed with. <laughs> that the, is so f***ed up. This whole podcast is just yeah.
1: discussing deep something. questions
0: or like things that make you think. Okay, I'm, I'm recording. Right are you recording, Tegan? It'll be, it'll be slightly weird. Like the cadence of conversation is going to sound weird this. It's all good. All right. One, two, three. <laughs> that was so late <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, thought,
1: I thought Jackson was late Okay, wait One, two, three Jeez, y'all are all late because all right. It's
0: because it's delayed <laughs> Your, your suite is delayed okay, fuck so, We're late for you
1: We'll, we'll figure it out Alright, welcome back everybody To uh, Swimsuits Optional This is somewhere along in season two We haven't really figured out What order we're going to put these episodes in Because I think the last season was all chronological, but this one I'm just gonna jumble it up, I think. But today we have a very special guest on the pod. Say hello to Jackson Watkins.
2: Hey everybody, thanks for having me today, guys. Um, yeah. Excited to jump in. into swimsuits optional.
1: So Jackson, just to give a little introduction, is a UNC student and he actually just walked on to the varsity basketball team this past season And went to the final four The championship actually But she fumbled at the end So, you know Okay, we're
2: starting (laughs) like that Blame (laughs) it on this guy (laughs) All
1: right, sorry uh, In all seriousness though That is fucking sick, dude At least from the outside It looks like you've had the year of your life And so I think a lot of people Maybe would be interested To kind of hear about How that process all went And so if you want to tell us A little bit about that Off the start
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, thanks for that just glowing introduction, Connor. Um, <laughs> well, just, just to start, I think, so just to give a little background, Connor is one of my first friends when I like first moved to Richmond, Virginia. So um, he's one of the, the coolest people I know, one of the most creative as well. Um, so we've been really good friends for a while. Um, right back at you, man. Yeah, so... I guess I can start my freshman year. I played on the JV basketball team uh, here at Carolina. So that was a great experience. We would play or we would practice like after varsity games um, or after varsity practices and then play before varsity games in like an empty stadium. So it was a lot of the grind, not a lot of the glory. But, um, you know, that's not what it was about. You know, it was about meeting people, um, getting to bond through basketball, which is, really the most important thing and most valuable thing in my eyes. Um, And then, you know, that annoying COVID thing happened uh, sophomore year, so unfortunately we didn't have a JV season. Um, Damn, those crickets are getting loud. Uh, (laughs) Oh, shoot. Okay. Uh, I can turn it down. No, I mean, this ambiance is great we can't control the crickets connor remember they're (laughs) natural
1: (laughs) dude wait one time this is this is off topic but uh, one time a fucking ad popped up in the middle (laughs) and it was right we had been recording for like half an hour
0: (laughs) (laughs) it didn't ever happen any other time hopefully we don't have any of those um yeah
1: i don't know it's kind of funny though (laughs) when it
0: happens no that's hilarious
2: um yeah and then uh you know, fortunately, this past year, uh, UNC had open tryouts for varsity, which was a great opportunity, um, an opportunity I'd been waiting for basically my entire life. So, um, dude, know, for- Okay, when, when he says his entire life, I, I met this dude in
1: second grade, and it's, it's all he's talked about since then, in a good way, Yeah, and I'm proud of you, dude, because that is one of the most heartwarming stories I've ever heard, to be honest.
2: Yeah, Just, I appreciate I was that. so excited for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, like, anyone who knows me or who has known me for a long time, like, knows how big of a Tar Heel fan I am. Uh, my mom went to UNC. She graduated in 83, and I'm going to be graduating in 23. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've, I've repped Tar Heel gear, Carolina Blue my entire life, even through, you know, the hoodum of Richmond, Virginia, like everyone, you know, being a Hoos fan. So, um, it really was a dream, I guess. And, uh, you know, there's something about, you know, sticking to what you truly believe in that, um, that eventually pays off. So I definitely am blessed and fortunate enough to, you know, have the opportunity to be part of the Carolina basketball family and to have some incredible experiences, um, not just in the past year, but looking forward to this year as well.
1: Nice. How how quickly did it, you feel like you got accustomed to the team? Like, did you get taken under people's wing quickly, or was it hard at first?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely hard coming in because we sort of, you know, I got thrown into the very beginning of the season. Like, there wasn't really a preseason that I was a part of. So, you know, from the outside looking in, it was almost like just you know random white dude six foot white dude like joining the team um, (laughs) that nobody really knew Um, well that's
1: that's honestly the most impressive part to me about it all is and I hope you don't take this the wrong way but I mean you're not super tall you're tall enough but it's really all your fucking work ethic dude I swear you're the hardest working person I've ever
2: met that's what you can control you know like I mean I can't control how tall I am Um, You know, you can sort of control how athletic you are to a certain extent. Um, But, I mean, like I said, you know, a dream, you can only accomplish a dream by, like, putting in the work to give yourself an opportunity if it presents itself. So, you know, I was always ready for one, and it was sort of just, you know, luck. You also need some luck to come your way. So, um, I definitely think work ethic is something that everyone can control to give yourself an opportunity if a door opens um and like you said like coming in i'm like the shortest guy on the team um but the guy like within the first week like the guys really took me under their wing um everyone on the team is like super supportive nice um and we we really all get along pretty well and that was certainly huge for me because like coming in you know, it was certainly an adjustment. I, I had gone from, you know, playing pickup and playing with the women's team, like helping them out as a practice player to, you know, guarding some of the best guards in America, like all Americans, guys who are going to play in the league. Um, so that was That's certainly... That's
1: insane, dude. It was
2: sort of <laughs> like a,
0: ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's a... I mean, it shook my confidence a little bit because, like, obviously, you know, I'm just getting thrown out there. Struggling to keep up at first, Um, but definitely you know as I kept playing and kept working hard to, you know, catch up to these guys who've been playing for a couple months now into the season. um, I definitely saw myself grow, get faster, get stronger, get more confident, and I could see myself like by the end of the year, especially. um, Like at the end of the day, being a walk on, you know, you're you're there to make the other guys better, and um, you know, you sort of. You find the importance of benefiting others rather than yourself, which I think is huge. Um, well, yeah, that's
1: the, that's the team mentality, right? Yeah. That's probably what I, I don't know, I played a lot of individual sports in high school and growing up. I think it kind of made me a little selfish, to be honest. <laughs> uh, not, in a, not always in a bad way, but I think that being part of a team is so valuable
2: yeah oh and like you said like the reason you play a sport is like to have fun you know that's how Mm -hmm. that's why you start playing a sport and um like i love basketball i still do the reason i started playing wasn't because like you know i want free jordans i you know i want you know all these external things because like i really love just putting the ball in the in the net you know like so that that part of it is like a little bit i wouldn't call it selfish but like it is like you're focused mm-hmm. on what you're getting out of it. Um, and I started well, yeah, getting, I mean, you
1: deserve to be a little selfish about that stuff. It's all about balance, really.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Tegan, do you have any questions for, for Wadi about? Well,
0: yeah, it's just, like, sports, even for me, like, they get... So, you said you really love playing basketball, but you really need to love basketball, I feel like, because, well, for me, soccer, even getting into, like, slightly higher levels and stuff it would just stress me out so much it would just like it's no longer about fun you really got to put in a ton of work and really be on your game like all the time so i'm impressed that like you were able to take oh i love basketball as a kid and like really show that you really love it because the amount of effort it takes especially when you're up against these like genetic freaks and like people who are born for this sport are gonna do Crazy things! It's just the whole way. It's impressive how much you've been able to.
1: Well, I really think you owe your entire—that's an exaggeration. (laughs) Obviously, you work (laughs) at it really hard. But that one really janky basketball hoop that was right next to uh, Libby—if dude, if you missed. And the ball goes out into Libby. For those of you that don't know, this road is terrifying. There was a huge hedge there, and so if you miss and you chase after the ball, you might get decapitated, dude. So
2: you probably just learned not to
1: miss no. because of that one basketball
2: hoop. No, that that's really funny you say that because. Um, so I guess I can rewind a little bit. I grew up in Austin until uh, so I was about seven, and we lived in these you know really windy hills. Um, And we lived at at, like the top of this one ginormous hill. And um, my first basketball hoop was there, like in our driveway. And my mom sort of jokes about, you know, this is where I learned to shoot. But literally, if I miss bad, it would go all the way down the hill. And I'd have to like run down the hill for like 30 seconds chasing the ball, climb all the way back up. Um, So that's where I learned not to miss. But like you said, Libby was sort of that next step because – like, there were times where I would miss, like, clank off the rim, and the ball would go flying into the road, and, like, an SUV would be flying down and hit the ball, and the ball would just go <laughs> flying, like, like 50 feet <laughs> up the road. I was like, that could have been my head. <laughs> Dude, you know? yeah,
1: it, it could have been. Cause it, that's, just, that's honestly crazy. crazy. That's Kids, if you want to get good at basketball, just make it— actually lethal to, you can't afford to miss.
2: (laughs) Find (laughs) find the most dangerous road you can, (laughs) uh, and then put a big hedge in front of your driveway. The the swimsuit's (laughs) optimal experience. I will say, I was going to say one thing that um, Tegan reminded me about, um, about how, like, you know, going from this love of the game to, you know, it's not all just you know, dandelions and unicorns. Um, like having that dream, I definitely think kept me motivated through like the pressure, allowed me to stay disciplined. Because like, if you don't have a vision in mind, um, when it gets hard, it's really hard to like find something to get you through those, you know, those tough workouts where there's nobody in the gym. Those days where like you know you have to work out, but you don't want to. Um, because there are certainly those days, so I think a huge thing, not just for you know sports, but also in life, is like finding something that means the world to you, in order to get through adverse times and get through times when there's not much glory. You know, when it's all guts and grind, um, just to get through that, because eventually it pays off. Whether it's you know, when I say pay off, that can mean you know. Satisfying your dream That could mean Achieving something For your family um, So I think like It's important for everyone To have some vision in mind To To strive To get through Those inevitable Tough days
1: Yeah Well actually Now that I think about it Cause you're right I mean Essentially what you're doing Is training It to all be Muscle memory By the time you're On the big stage You know And so Speaking of that, I want to talk about the free throw heard around the world.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bojangles' <laughs> golden child right here. All right, tell us a little bit about that.
2: Okay. Because, um, I mean, even I saw his yeah, Twitter saw posts.
1: <laughs> this man will never buy a drink in Chapel Hill again, yeah. I believe, is verbatim.
2: Yeah, I don't know. That, that lasted for a few weeks. I don't, really, I don't know about now. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, So I guess basically just to preface everything, like...
1: All right, I had to pause it real quick because at the time that we recorded this episode months ago, Jackson had not started his second season yet, but now he has. And the story he's about to tell from when we recorded this months ago, I just wanted to put on record that he's done it twice now.
2: The walk... We have... Or last year we had five walk-ons, a pretty tight group, and, like, our games, like, quote... Like air quote games Or like practice Because that's when we play a lot We're helping the other guys um, So in the game Like our actual games You know We're we're there to support the guys Like we're on the bench Like going crazy um, And we'll get in If we're up big You know in the last minute or so Especially at home The crowd will like Start getting into it And we were beating NC State Really Really bad Like we were up <laughs> By like 20 or 30 uh, with like 45 seconds left And I guess there's a dead ball Or something and that's when like everyone starts going nuts Because they realize like The five walk-ons are going in um, And there's like never any pressure Because like they know we're walk-ons And like they're just going nuts yeah. regardless of what we're doing Like I could dribble the ball off my foot Out of bounds and they'd probably still <laughs> I don't even You know but, um, So we uh, We get in there And we like Carolina has scored 97 we're at 97 points and there's this Bojangles deal with the school that if we score 100 points everyone in the state of North Carolina gets uh two biscuits for a dollar the next day at Bojangles (laughs) (laughs) at participating stores so awesome (laughs) this is just the best story of all time we're we're up like 97 to 77 or something we're up big and um we get in and there's sort of like this buzz in the arena, not just because like it's an in state like historic rivalry, but also because like we're three points away from biscuits, which hadn't happened this year. And <laughs> <laughs> oh and I forgot to mention like Michael Jordan's in the building, like watching because they were honoring. Oh that's so sick. They're honoring Dude. one of his teams, I think. And um so we we get out there and uh I think we're on offense first, and I like, I get switched on to one of their walk ons because they sort of had like emptied the bench. And I like take him to the hoop, and this dude, I mean, I'm not going to lie, this dude comes flying in and like blocks the shit out of me. <laughs> you, can, you can bleep that out. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll cut that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but the ball goes right to my teammate Dewey. He, he's another walk on, and he lays it in. And at this point, like, the crowd's going nuts because, like, we need one more point, and there's like 30 seconds left. So we like get back on defense. I, I can see like in the in my periphery, like the whole first level, like standing up, like you know, into it. And uh, my guy gets the ball, and I know that they could like dribble up the clock to like you know prevent us from getting 100. So I'm pressuring my guy a lot. He ends up like setting up a move, but I knew it was coming, and he goes into a spin move, and I strip the ball from him. And there's a split second where I thought, oh, I'm going to have, like, a coast-to-coast, like, wide-open layup for 100. Um, but he oh, fouled man. me. He fouled me, like, from behind as I'm, like, trying to accelerate. And that's when I realized, oh, all right, I'm going to the free-throw line. And my, I, every thought in my mind just disappeared, <laughs> like, boom, like, vanished. And all I was thinking about... Was Michael Jordan is gonna watch me shoot these free throws?
0: <laughs> oh yeah!
2: <laughs> like, dude, forget forget the biscuits, forget a hundred points, forget I hadn't even scored. Like, I I had never scored yet. That was the only thing going through my mind. Was like, all right, Michael, J- Michael Jordan's like, you know, twenty five feet.
1: Yeah, the muscle oh, memory thing. That's why you train so hard to yeah. begin with. Yeah. This yeah, you, you want it to it's... just
2: be, do your thing And you don't have to like focus on it Yeah, much. well and I'm not gonna lie Like I was about to myself, myself but... <laughs> 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 No, I was uh, I was really nervous going up to the line I knew I had two shots, which is Blessed because I was shaking On the first one, like I could feel my whole body I was like trying to calm down But I sort of had that feeling like Let me just get this miss out of the way <laughs> So I shot it, sort of bricked it It was long, like Yeah. It was bad. I was nervous. And, um, but there was this weird feeling like as soon as I missed it, you know, you would expect like there to be more pressure because you only have like one shot. You just missed one. But like literally as soon as I missed this, like calm just like came over me and I could have bet anything in my life that I was going to make it. Like, make the second one. Like, it was weird. I'd never been more sure of anything in my That's life. That's, like,
1: the zone. Yeah. The, the the athletic athletic, state.
2: yeah. the athletic zone state. Yeah. And um, so I get up there, you know, catch the ball, take my one dribble, shoot it, make it. And, like, everyone goes nuts. And I, like, point over to the bench are like, they're all cheering because, like, they know, <laughs> they know, like, how hard we work and, you know, the fun that we get to have. Yeah. Um, and then... You know, we get back. I think they shoot or something, and I get the rebound, and uh, or maybe they score. I forget. And then I, I like dribble out the clock, and uh, everyone's going nuts, like their biscuit signs. Yeah. So we dribble out the clock, and then there's this one picture that the one of the photographers took, where I'm like holding the ball after the. Um, like after the clock had expired I'm like holding the ball and in the background like the big screens you can see like Bojangles like flashing on the screen (laughs) so uh, no that that was one of the best days of my life Um,
1: but the second time most recently after we recorded this podcast and everything he hit a three pointer for a hundred and it was awesome just google it watch I think they were playing Citadel or something
2: and actually this is just to wrap this story up the um, one of the craziest parts of the whole story was that it was like an afternoon game, so we were up sort of early to yeah. you know pregame and everything. Um, not too pregame, but like for pregame. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> Everybody else was up to pregame. Yeah, everyone else. You're, was you're pre-game. in the gym. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, randomly, I mean, I like wake up, go, to, you know, take a shower or whatever, and I just end up like staring at my at this big mirror in my bathroom and for whatever reason like I just went through my free throw routine because sometimes I just randomly like shoot I don't know why it's just like yeah it's just a hooper thing but for whatever reason I like did my free throw routine that I always do twice and just that was that and then later (laughs) I realized I don't know why I did that but maybe it was a sign maybe I needed to do that but that's just a cool way. It's, the, uh, it's a cool way the universe works. It is works. crazy, yeah.
1: yeah. Mark Zuckerberg threw him a bone. <laughs>
2: yeah. that was, he, like, sent him, like, <laughs> to your brain. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a little simulation hint, you know? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, there
2: we go. <laughs> well, let's jump into um, some of the stuff. That you got. is
0: crazy,
1: This is going to be so out of pocket, but <laughs> I can't take full credit for this one because I heard someone else say it. I forget who at one point, but why do we only use the word spank for asses? Why can't you <laughs> spank someone in the face? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, <laughs> Think like about, that no, no, other, on yeah, <laughs> no <laughs> other verb in the English language only acts on one thing.
2: Yeah, there's yeah. only one. Like, but you, yeah, you
1: can't spank someone in the face. You can't spank them on the arm. It's got to be on the ass. What? <laughs> that, <laughs> that
2: doesn't make much sense is. at all. That's really funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. What are What are some other words that are like that?
1: Dude, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's. Just... I mean, we just talked about. tegan and I had been talking about for a while. Or not a while But we've talked about Some things in the English language That are just really stupid Like homophones Why did those exist? Uh, yeah. it, it just doesn't make Much sense at all I think I could write A better language Than English I'm just too <laughs> yeah, lazy dude. The I world would, would not be, ready be ready for some that like language.
0: Combination You know Frankenstein Frankenstein <laughs> um, <laughs> So talking about, Like On
2: that topic Yeah Have you ever heard of Or have you ever thought Of where slang comes from? like the word the word slang yeah oh no do it's, you know or are you just wondering no I learned this last week and it was the most mind-boggling thing short language is um, slang oh my
1: dude How that's that is that? super weird that is weird <laughs> like I don't know, if I know that that that's the type of thing that's that, that type of thing that you feel like you should have known for a really long time and you just I only just found that out now so that yeah. is interesting you're welcome. Yeah, well, it's the sort
2: of if it's this really is an educational word.
1: podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah. Tens ten people notes. are going to know that now.
1: <laughs> oh, that is ten Zingle is super
2: optimistic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the most fun part about this podcast, though. Is, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to put anything out on the internet that I'm that I can't stand by, but at the same time, I can talk shit about someone. Briefly, and they're probably never going to hear it, you know, which is kind of amusing to me. Um, (laughs) But actually, okay, here's one more thing. Shifting gears, we're kind of all over the place here. But also, if you guys have something that you want to talk about, feel free to interject at any moment. I just had a couple things written down. So, Jackson, you haven't heard this because we're recording season two right now. And so there's been other episodes of season two that we recorded that are not out yet, but Tegan, we recorded one a few weeks ago, I think, where we talked about how the more routine your life gets, the more you feel the need to get creative or make a New Year's resolution or do anything that you can to break up that monotony, You know, which I thought was kind of interesting. And the incentive for that isn't necessarily to make your life better, As much as it is to just make it different And so then I thought Maybe that's why people decide To have kids Because, I mean, if you think about it When you're a kid Every day is different when you're a kid You know, we talked about Jackson playing on the basketball hoop I don't know, as a kid Everything is memorable But when you're an adult, every day just kind of blends in To the next one Especially if you have a routine That job that you go to, nine to five So I think as a parent, that's gotta be uh, refreshing to have kids because in your own life it's, it's just another day but to them it's a new thing and then I was like maybe that's why people that's why parents say like they're jealous of couples that don't have kids it's not that they're jealous they don't have kids it's that they're jealous they found something else in their life that would give them that fulfillment yeah. <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> because and the perfect example mom, dad I'm about to roast the hell out of you, so <laughs> hopefully you never hear this. But there's a couple there's a very distinct couple that I their names are, you know, Marty and Jenny from Aspen. And they're they're also very similar to my parents. They have similar kind of values, laugh at similar things. They're just kind of yeah, spitting image. But the only difference is they don't have kids. <laughs> and they split their time living between Aspen Hawaii and Cancun and they sell margarita mix for a living.
2: Where can I sign up for that life?
1: How fucking awesome is that? So yeah, I, I think when parents say, oh, I'm jealous of that, yeah. oh, they don't have any kids, I'm so jealous. I can't wait till we're empty nesters. It's not actually that they don't want kids, it's that they want that fulfillment without, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: And the, yeah, our parents now are already like planning on Doing that sort of moving around thing, yeah. Yeah,
1: They're having an identity crisis. They bought a a Sprinter van. That's what I heard. Yeah.
2: I mean, in all serious, it's a
1: pretty awesome van. Not gonna lie. They
2: they already mixed up their lives three times. They got to find something else.
1: True. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought that was kind of we kind of advertised this podcast as shower thoughts yeah you know so i kind of thought that that was a that was one that i recently had
2: no i think that's a great point you know your initial sort of what started the snowball effect you know going all the Mm -hmm. way down into that story i think your point about like routine making making people search for creativity or new experiences adventure stuff like that i certainly think that's very relevant um And, you know, I think that's one thing that makes, like, you really appreciative of, you know, of life. You know, you make videos all the time, make podcasts. You know, you make songs. You're an artist. Um, That's one thing that I think I'm trying to get better at is, like, doing something new every day. Because it's very easy, like you said, to get caught in a routine, whether it's school, work, you know, practice, like, that also makes time just fly by because you get used to the mm-hmm. same things. You get in a habit. Um, but I've been trying to, you know, make a list of new things to do um, because I, I definitely think you're right. And kids, <laughs> having kids, that's a, that's an extreme version. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you could be right. You know, whether it's having kids, whether it's like moving, like picking up and just moving to new yeah. place. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think you're right there. Well, the thing yeah. is,
1: It's more, I do have a fair amount of routine in my life and I think it makes me, I don't think routine is necessarily a bad thing because I think I kind of struggle to be creative at college a little bit because in college you do have routine, but I mean, your classes are kind of all over the place and all of your friends' classes are at different times as you are, so it's kind there's no real rhyme or reason to anything that's happening at least how it seems but when i was working a nine to five i have never had more motivation to find something creative to do so it's weird like the least interesting moments of my life are the ones where i find the most motivation to seek out something creative
2: yeah i can see that and i uh just one small example so when i was working in new york this summer i was working a lot of hours and i realized like in the last like couple of weeks because like you said i wanted to do something just to get my creative mind working i would tweet like on the subway on the way to work i'd like tweet like a bar like uh yeah like Dude, a i rhyme. was a big
1: fan of those i read yeah. them all they were so funny yeah because like <laughs> i
2: was just like you know what i need to just wake up, get my creative juices flowing, like, do something different. And that was, like, a great way every morning to, like, have, like, a little funny, like, rhyme to tweet, not really caring well, you who are. saw it. But, um, yeah, no, I see what you're saying because I would never, I mean, I'm trying to, like, get back into it, but I never would have, yeah. like, picked it up and started doing it if I wasn't working so many hours.
1: Well, you're a pretty creative guy, too, I noticed because, and here, we'll plug your TikTok real quick. What's your TikTok? It's, uh... Hold on. I, I, was, I don't know exactly what the username is, I but while was, you find it, he he's got these really freaking funny TikToks. I don't want to spoil any of them, but there was one where you, where you uh, locked I've up the, the door. The lock up the door one was <laughs> hilarious, and that was a pretty creative concept for that.
2: Okay, hold on. But hold on, I think my recording stopped, but I started another one. Oh, gotcha. Um, no, yeah, my my TikTok, by the way, is at Jay Watkins underscore thirty. So go add to my two thousand followers and growing, because mm. because I'm just falling off. You know, after this year, I'm just gonna start be, becoming irrelevant. So I need to <laughs> boost, That's not true. I need to boost my followers. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. <laughs> everybody need a TikToker because everybody play get
0: it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah,
2: I'm a
1: big fan of the Jackson Watkins TikTok. Yeah, um, and I, I like
0: I've seen stuff too. Man. Like
2: you said, it's like a, it's a good way to like you know have a good time, but also like I like creating videos. I like you know making people laugh, and I think it's more like more of an outlet than like a. I don't know. I don't take it too seriously, and I think that's how. Most I think people if you
1: do. do, I don't know if you do take it too <clears throat> serious. You have to enjoy the process of making it.
2: Yeah. Because
1: if Mm -hmm. you do take it too seriously About Kind of Oh you Oh I want it to get this many views I want this song to get this many streams It's not enjoyable Really Yeah Yeah, That's
0: why we like this podcast too Yeah exactly Yeah this podcast is just so fun absolutely zero expectation And it's like just a Just something fun to do
2: Yeah And it's more about like the internal Feeling you get like hey I created a piece of content for me like it's it's just like your music Connor like you put your heart and soul into it without any expectations of you know like you said streams yeah. views um, and that's what I think like if you look at any great athlete artist um, you know even like comedian like any great had, starts with like that internal satisfaction that internal drive of like i'm gonna create something that is valuable to me no matter how good or bad others think it is um
0: yeah because like
2: there is something special about being able to point to something and be like i created that on my own accord the way i wanted to and like nobody can really change that you know and Mm -hmm. i think with your music like i i love it I love, like, every song Thank I Thank you, man. To. I, I actually... I name-dropped you in a song that
1: I cut from my next album. <laughs> oh, thanks. <So> <laughs> no, 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 no. Trust me, it wasn't because of you. I'll send you the song. Okay. It was more just because it's super... I don't know, it's not a good color on me. You'll see. Okay, okay. Um,
2: <laughs> no, I, wanna, I wanna hear but, that. But, um, no, like, I think... When you start from that place creatively... Like from that creative mindset of like I'm going to do the best I can Regardless of you know how many people You know set their eyes on it That can be really powerful Down the line when people do Start you know paying attention Realizing talent Um, But you need that portfolio Of you know whether it's music Whether it's art You need something to point to that shows like Hey regardless of the external Attention fame Etc I love doing this, and, you know, people, I think yeah.
0: people really value that. And yeah, plus people, you, you could value it, like, if you gotta start from a place, you gotta remember where you're coming from, and, like, yes, I do like making this stuff, and if you, if you don't start it on your own accord in that sort of box, where, like, yes, I do love making this stuff, you'll just start thinking that people, oh, I'm only making this stuff because people like it, but, obviously, like, Connor just loves making music a ton, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to actually enjoy doing it and be doing it for the right reasons because, I mean, if you think about how many famous people there are, there's a lot of famous people, and for the majority of them, that fame is finite. Like, that that fame will go away at some point. That's just kind of the nature of it. And so if you're constantly chasing that attention and the fame that you get for doing whatever it is, music or sports or whatever, by the time it goes away, then you just realize how you become so unhappy. I don't know, something I struggled with after, when I first made my first album and everything, it got a lot of attention because no one knew I could sing really. And so when I put it out, everybody was like, oh shit, we had no idea you could do this. And then by the time the next one came out, everybody was like, oh cool. (laughs) <laughs> you know and yeah. I'm, I'm like wait wait I worked just as hard on this one if not harder well, I, yes,
0: it's better if you're getting better again. yeah
1: and yeah I thought it was better than the last one but the reaction wasn't the same because it wasn't something that other people saw was a new skill of mine and so I guess like over time I've learned to be like okay with that yeah, you know yeah. and I'm so much happier as a result I also started going to the gym yeah I did not go to the gym at all for the first two years of college and once I started actually getting exercise on a regular basis, my life improved so much.
2: Yeah. Um, well, and I think, you know, if I can barge in real quick, I think,
1: yeah, for sure.
2: Like, you know, whether it's interacting with people, whether it's creating songs like for you or whether it's like playing a sport for me, there's always going to be ups and downs. There's going to be good games, bad games, good songs, bad songs. Um, But if you're like easily swayed by either extreme performance, like you're not gonna be happy in the long run. You know, Mm -hmm. if you if you place more value on what others say or what others think, whether it's good or bad, if you place more value on their opinion than your own self worth, like you're not gonna be happy long term. And I think yeah, sometimes that's something that I struggle with. Like, you know, I'll get good feedback and then feel on top of the world and then you know as soon as I you know get swayed a different way then I'm like damn like you know feel down so I think the more that you can value the process of creating music or for Mm -hmm. me it's like the process of getting better towards basketball like and inherently knowing what you're worth that's huge Um, especially in the long run in finding what you're truly passionate about
1: well, I think that's an interesting point Because to some extent I do value what other people say But in a constructive way Not yeah. not in a way where if someone likes a song I let it fuel my ego a ton Or if they don't like a song I'm not going to let it drag me down And really affect my mood yeah. But I do let it affect my performance Because especially with that is I think the one difference between music and basketball. Not the one difference, but one like there's obviously a lot of differences. <laughs> the main difference. but, but one difference one difference between music and basketball is that when you're playing basketball, you know, if the ball goes in the net, as long as you didn't break any rules, that's a point. That's a clear definitive point. Yeah. But music, I mean you're it's all subjective and it really it's only valuable as much as other people you're basically if I make a song or whatever, I don't get to decide whether it's good or not. I don't get to decide whether it's a hit or whether it flops. That's up to the listeners. And yeah, if you put too much pressure on it being a hit or whether or not it's gonna be commercially successful, it's not a recipe for happiness, I guess. You can turn it into a formula all you want, but at the end of the day, it kind of is more subjective. It's not the same as okay, I, I scored this many
0: yeah. baskets or mm-hmm. I had this many assists, you know, which is interesting. Um, One thing I noticed, though, about you, Connor, is, like, it's, it's you're always, with music, you said, like, it's kind of, you're presenting it for people to listen to. It's not, you know, it's not, like, basketball is the clear, like, point system and, and music. It's, like, it's always a moving target with people, like, you don't know what they're going to want until you make something. But you always are just moving on to the next song, whatever. Like, even right when you are about to release a song, you're on to the next, like, five songs you got, and you're always on a new thing. So it's just you take the feedback and you just go, and you're like, okay, yeah, people like this type of song, people like whatever melodies, lyric types. And so just being able to put it into the next thing is a really good, healthy way I guess, to, like, mm-hmm. improve it. Because it's just like anything. It's just moving on and having, okay, let's make this a positive experience. Or even in basketball, it's like, okay, that team was playing this way or whatever. And I my defense worked. It didn't work. Let's just place it into my next thing. And it'll be mm-hmm. better because of it.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Because, I mean, I don't know. I'm usually... I don't like to think about it like that too much. I'm just kind of doing my thing. Well,
0: yeah, you uh, make a song, you're always on a new thing.
1: Yeah, I'm always... Well, I'll be working on a bunch of different songs at one time, and then that's why I like doing albums instead of singles for the most part is if you make a whole album or you you make a bunch of songs and you sit with them for a year and you hear them a bunch of times, you can... I don't know. At least in my experience, I've learned to kind of over time figure out once I've sat with stuff for a long enough period which ones are good and which ones are bad which ones are worth continuing to work on and which ones aren't um, and it's more it's all the like intention piece anything that you really enjoy doing I'm a perfectionist that's honestly why I mean I do like TikTok comedy but I don't really like TikTok music and what it's done to the music industry because and I'm this is too like soapboxy. I, I hate being like this. <laughs> but but the way TikTok, yeah. I mean, it's basically you make a song, you make one song and all these artists, all these new artists, your, their label won't let them put it out unless it gets a certain amount of pre-saves or it blows up on TikTok or something. And so then you're getting the same song shoved down your throat yeah. for h- however many times before people get sick of it really quickly by the way because it's been shoved down your throat so many times and then they're on to the next single and it just doesn't feel like a very intentional way
2: of creating to me it's like tiktok ruined songs for me and it'll be like a 10 second segment of a song yeah and i swear i'll see in an hour of scrolling across a day i'll hear it a hundred times and Then, when I hear it on Spotify, even when I see the title, I'll be like, skip.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that sucks because a lot of times it's the rest of of the song will sound, well, the rest of the song might sound completely different. Yeah. So, there's been songs that I've heard that I didn't even recognize until I heard the TikTok piece come up. And then I'll sit there and think, wow, I did not even know that this was the same song. So, it's weird. Part of me thinks, I mean, TikTok is valuable for. I think creativity is something that everybody kind of innately has, whether you think you're a creative person or not, everybody has to some extent. It's a part of human nature and TikTok has made it easier and more accessible to everybody. But in my case, I mean, I spent a ton of time learning all of these really complicated programs and things that I need to really intentionally make music and stuff. And then when I try to go to TikTok, they just change the algorithm to where if your video wasn't created in actually within the app, yeah. they won't really push it. Yeah, which is super annoying. I don't know. It's hard to. I sound like so they're such trying a. Trying to get people to really
0: like commit to it, I guess. Just,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. It's weird. Um, well, I, we might have beaten this this creativity. Uh,
2: yeah, no. I, I think it was death, a it was a productive but... conversation though, um, mm-hmm. and I, I like how it sort of flowed into you know yeah. a variety of different topics. Um, you got any more? Uh, you know, um, spark yeah, plugs. Yeah, I did. Spark plugs. What do you mean by that? Like something to jumpstart a new conversation. Yeah, yeah,
1: oh yeah. Trust me, I got
0: plenty. <laughs> <And I'm> sure, <laughs> okay. i want to <laughs> see that.
2: I want to <laughs> see that notebook here yours. <laughs>
0: it will be, like, okay. be like, dude, I got like a bunch of stuff and I'll just list out. Okay, wait, wait. Actually,
2: yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't. Maybe I don't want to see it. No, and you
0: can't. no one wants yeah. to see this. No one
1: wants to see this. Um, are we still, everybody's uh, still recording and everything? Yeah, yeah, we're good.
0: Yeah.
1: Cool. All right. So this is back to, uh, we like to make fun of ourselves whenever we go after low-hanging fruit because it's, but we a lot of times we will just read stupid headlines and react to them. So here's one that I recently saw. And this isn't a stupid headline. It's just a surprising one. 13-year-old dog rescued from a Missouri cave months after it went missing. How the fuck did an old-ass dog, 13 years old, find enough food for one? for one? Yeah, forget the cave. The dog is in Missouri. How does an old ass dog find enough food in that state alone, let alone down a hundred feet in a cave? That's so nuts what to me. That world. makes no sense. Alive, I presume they were. It was down yeah. it was totally. It was totally good. I, I won't lie. I did not read the article. I just read that. I, I never read the articles. Come on, ain't nobody got time for that.
2: All right, but, but. Missouri, Missouri is probably the worst state
0: behind Ohio, <laughs> right? Baby,
1: dude, I drove through Kansas. Kansas is brutal.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, I went to Missouri and it was like everything was just across the state in another state. Like we went to just barely into Oklahoma and just barely into Arkansas over the two days. was up there.
1: there too, though. Teagan, you go to? School, yeah, and, you know, pretty very, bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you want to go to like Chicago? That's the main. <laughs> just How just far away is it
1: from Chicago? Can you drive there with your eyes closed? Probably.
0: Well, it's one road, but you... Yeah, so... <laughs> you yeah, can drive to city, probably.
1: No, I'm not bullshitting you. I think I could have drove through Kansas and take... I could have fallen asleep <laughs> and not crashed the car. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not joking. <laughs> it was that flat and that straight of a road. Throw it on yeah. autopilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the problem was I drove to Colorado in our parents' van, and it has this lane assist feature, right? So as soon as you start drifting out of your lane, it'll automatically take control of the wheel and steer you back. And it's, if you're not ready for it, it's terrifying. But I was <laughs> I was driving in, uh, in Kansas and I just could not, yeah, I was legitimately like almost falling asleep at the wheel and drifting out of the lane and the car was saving me. It was weird.
2: Now, there's, um, there's something about like, if you're driving alone at a certain hour, and you, like, start falling asleep. It is so hard to stay, like, stay awake.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's, what? like, the temperature. Yeah, it's, like it. it's, like, a little warm. You get cozy. Highway yeah, you, get, you get some cold air
1: on your face.
0: Yeah, highway hypnosis. I've noticed, like, driving up here to Indiana, like, a bunch of the road is, like, through the mountains in West Virginia and stuff. It's, like, oh, it's, you know, the, the it's one of those cool-looking highways, kind of like they have it in... Colorado and like Utah but not quite as cool it's just like it's it's turning but then when you get to Ohio it's just flat for the rest of the entire time and it's just so yeah. mind bogglingly like it's crazy and no matter Dude, how loud the music is it, does, it,
2: does, not no it does, does not help it does
1: not work wait 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 <laughs> do you know what state I should have known would be terrible to drive through but I didn't until I did no what is that Florida Florida is true. Where are you going? Cuba. I went to Miami. <laughs> I drove to Miami to to visit. Uh, like you know, remember Will Calamita? Yeah. From high school, I went to visit him, and he. Now that I think about it, it's honestly worse than Kansas is because <laughs> Kansas at least has rolling hills. Florida, I think I maybe gained and lost a total of 10 feet of elevation <laughs> the entire time.
0: And the other Which part... Is like seven hours or something, yeah, right? The other That's part crazy. is, I mean, I
1: live in Virginia. And so by the time I got to Jacksonville, I was not even halfway there. <laughs> Florida is long, dude. It is... It is like nothing. It is a force to be reckoned with. And when you... Yeah, the highway hypnosis is unreal. And my air conditioner was broken. Oh, in my car. And this is Florida in October. But I thought, you know, it's October. In Blacksburg, it, it's already gotten, like, somewhat cold by the time October rolls around. But Florida, dude, oh, my God. I've never, I have never—I pulled over at a Chick-fil-A half, I think, in Daytona or something and got a Chick-fil-A sandwich. And that's, hands down, the best meal I've ever had. I was sweating out every calorie I had ingested over the past <laughs> three years of my life. And yeah. <laughs> it was— <laughs> the most amazing tasting sandwich ever. That's <laughs> funny.
0: Yeah. Well, you hear about how Florida's flat, and you're like, well, there's beaches, whatever, whatever. But when you're on like a six lane across highway, just straight down the state, I'm sure it's... Because you said it was something like that, right? It's just a big highway.
1: Yeah. I mean, you turn maybe. The other thing is it's not quite straight enough of a road to fully... Take your concentration away from the road. So you'll be turning a little bit. It's just a really annoyingly difficult state to drive through. mentally it'll it'll break you. Yeah, Jackson, if you want some mental training so you can actually win March Madness the next time you go
2: <laughs> drive through Florida. I'll get on that. I'll get on that.
1: Well, we've been rolling here for a while and I know we all got stuff to do and stuff going on, so we can probably wrap it up here. I appreciate having you on here, Jackson. Go ahead and tell them one more time who you are, how you know me, yeah. and where they can find you on TikTok.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much, <laughs> thanks so much for having me. Um, you know, y'all are one of my closest family friends. Um, you know, from joining, from moving to Richmond. So, I appreciate you know being willing to make the new guy a friend of yours. Um, you know, back in second grade. So thanks for having me on the show uh, for all the people you know all the people listening all the thanks all the for, thanks negative for... people listening <laughs> this will
0: be this will be a big one yeah. this will be a big one this will reach double digits uh, at least yeah, <laughs> yeah. <dealing> uh, it. <laughs> double <laughs> digits let's go but uh, <laughs> th- big thanks big for
2: um, you know putting up with our shenanigans but uh, yeah go follow me on TikTok um, on Instagram Jackson Watkins 30 um, but yeah thanks for having me this was awesome Love to do it again in the future uh, if the opportunity arises.
1: For sure. Anytime, my guy. All right, see you again.
0: Say goodbye. All right. See you later, guys.
1: <laughs> that <Those> was <laughs> super good. is You're like, yeah. Or like, uh, that's yeah. fucking weird. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, no, the government... You <laughs> think <state was laughs> you'd know that you were being fucked. <laughs> that is this- so f-